Love your doggies? The Greyhound Leader, RSN 927. And Jason Adams now joins us to talk Greyhound Racing. How are you, Jase? Good afternoon, Nards. I'm well and up and about because I tell you what, it's going to be a big night here at Sandown Park Thursday night. Heats of the launching pad. If you're a Greyhound Racing fan, it's an absolute treat at the moment because, of course, after Thursday night, move on to Saturday night where the action all turns to Sydney. Well, let's talk a little bit about Thursday night because uh, you mentioned the launching pad. Uh, we've been talking about it the last few weeks and we see some of the, the hottest youngsters grace the track and uh, we see the, the heats this week. We do, and look, it's been a, a very busy period, I'd, I'd say, behind, behind the scenes sorting out this series because given the nature of it, there's entry forms about $2,000 to take one of the 64 slots in the race and there's been many entry forms that have changed hands, but I guess the most encouraging part about it is for... Um, last year at Sandown, there's just been significantly higher, more demand than uh, people looking to buy a ticket rather than those trying to move move them on. So what that tells us is there's a lot of good dogs around. And from a lot of the discussion, I guess, for, for many months now about the lack of nominations, that not only around here in Victoria but around the country, um, due to that lapse in breeding through 12 years ago, I think this week we kind of see a turn in that because there's 10 heats of the Magic Maiden up at Wentworth Park, uh, I think it's this Wednesday night, and then, of course, eight heats on the launching pad this Thursday, full of young dogs, which is a sign to me that the Greyhounds uh, population around Australia is certainly taking a turn for the better, and the quality of them is an important thing. And the ones that we've got lining up in these launching pad heats on a Thursday night is certainly uh, quality underlined. Of course, there's $432,000 in prize money up for grabs, and... For youngsters who have had one to six wins and no more than 30 starts, and a speak of the quality, and that's exactly what we've got uh, in the heats this Thursday night. And look, there's been many whispers around for months about how good this series is going to be. I'll go through a couple of the names in each heat. Heat number one, we see Federal Impact, who hasn't raced for a long time, but we saw him at trial well here in a satisfactory trial on Sunday after the last. He means Courting, who has produced some of her best work when she's raced here at Sandown. Heat number two, we see Dorna Onsa, who was exceptional in his last outing at the Meadows. Meet Say Hi, who was a good winner at Sandown last Thursday. Move on to heat number three, we see Zipping and Norton, who, of course, won his way to the series for a series at Bendigo. He meets Charging Yala. Heat number four, we see Double Back, who was a really good winner at Sandown last Thursday night. Now, he meets Flynn, and Flynn is a greyhound who's got some huge wraps on him coming into this series because, he, of course, he broke the Bendigo track record, which was held equally by Jimmy Newob and also Fernando Bale. So you know Slouch if can really give that record a shake. He broke it, but it's going to be really interesting to see how he uh, handles the step up through at 500 metres. Heat number five, we see Dolly Mack, and, of course, she probably comes into this series as one of the older greyhounds in the race because she uh, had five career starts, five wins before she broke down late last year, but since then she's been trialling well uh, leading up to this series, but certainly uh, trial fitness is, is not uh, as it would be for race fitness. We've, uh, we've seen in the past before, but she comes up against Seneki, who looks to be one of the more impressive sprinters on the up around Australia. Heat six, we see Keeper of Keys, who look, she made mistakes so far in her career, but it's obvious that there's a big motor uh, attached to that one, and Kurt Lee in that heat as well from box number eight, who's on a a picket fence at the moment. Uh, he comes from that series at Sale and won his way through to this one. Heat seven is the penultimate of the night. We see Aston Purgreen, of course, on that Sunday where she debuted in 29 and 33. That was astonishing. She meets Kiss Me Linda, who also comes out of the Perth Cup. Ran a couple of weekends ago. And then the final heat of the night, we see Rockstar Prince, who trolled well 
last Thursday night. And although he didn't get away that well in his trial, he ran home, which is certainly really encouraging. And he meets Steel the Deal, who is one of the uh, number of speedsters from the Anthony as a party kennel. No doubt he'll uh, have a bit to say in that heat. But look, this is going to be a really hot series. I speak of the the quality within the heats, and you just never quite know what's in front of it because we wind back the clock about 12 months where we look at semi-final number three of the launching pad this time last year. And if you back the trifecta, you've got Dinah Patty included in that, My Redeemer, and also Tornado Tears. You fast forward 12 months, and they've won about 10 Group 1s and $2 million in prize money between them. So the strength of this series, oh, it does look good on paper now, it probably doesn't prove itself until the next 12 months. So... It's going to be an outstanding car to race. We've got some really hot youngsters engaged uh, in this one. And, of course, to follow the build-up and also all the action on the night, you can follow us on Twitter at Sandown Dogs. Definitely. Also, uh, the Gold Cup for the Stayers. Uh, we saw it Wentworth Park last Saturday night. Yeah, one by Blue Moon Rising. And, look, it's another feature win for this outstanding litter by Fernando Bale and Chica de Cicada. Now, he defeated Poco Dorado, who started the favourite. She got squeezed up early and... Still managed to run second. It was a big effort. But for that litter, to have half that field in that Gold Cup on Saturday night was an amazing effort. And from those eight runners who went around, six of them back up in a staying event at Wentworth Park on Saturday night. And no doubt this is kind of a a final tune-up ahead of the Association Cup heat um, the following week. But there's one Victorian-trained greyhound in there who as well was in that final last Saturday night. His name is Boom Down. He's just had a couple of starts around Wentworth Park, but I just feel, given the, the quality that he has shown down here in Victoria, it's only a matter of time before he really gets a hang of Wentworth Park and really shows them what he's made of. So I think he's a smoky in that sort of field, especially with the only the six runners to go around. As I mentioned, those greyhounds will be preparing for the Association Cup pieces come up uh, Saturday week at Wentworth Park. And I say what, a lot of these uh, trainers and greyhounds will be hoping that Tornado Tears isn't a part of that series, but uh, I know early early part of this week, Rob Britton still undecided whether Tornado Tears will head up to Wentworth Park for heats of the Association Cup. So we'll see how that plays out. You still get a week to decide before nominations start. So we'll see what happens. But uh, without doubt, no matter where he goes, all eyes will be on uh, his next step in his career. Yeah, look, there is plenty happening up in Sydney. Of course, we've got the heats of the Golden Easter Egg this Saturday night at Wentworth Park. And as we know, this is one of the, the richest races on Australia's Greyhound calendar. It is $250,000 to the winner of the Group 1 final in three weeks' time. And as it expects, the fields are, are really, really strong. And we do see some of Victoria's premier sprinters head up there to uh, certainly throw their weight around. We'll go through some of the bigger names. Heat by heat, heat number one, we see Damn It Slippery. He's been doing some really good things, especially up at Albion Park, which you won a feature race up there not too long ago. She meets Lagoon Retz. Now, Lagoon Retz certainly a greyhound that would be familiar uh, to those down in Victoria, he's had a real purple patch at the early half of, early half of this year. But this is kind of one of the, the biggest tests that he has had because he hasn't picked up a feature race in his career so far. Heat number two, we see Fernando Blaster, who started favourite in the Maitland Cup a couple of weeks ago. Heat number three, now this is where we see one of the heavyweights of Australian greyhound racing engaged. So speak of Poke the Bear, he's come up with box number one and we know his, his form from the draw is just exceptional. He's had 10 wins from 12 starts. And especially at Wentworth Park, he's done some really good things again without winning a big feature race up there. But we know he's got the ability. He's got the draw this time around to make it through to the second week of the series. He meets Morris Minor. And, of course, we know Morris Minor is a, a gun sprinter from at Queensland. And, look, he probably hasn't been under the bright lights for 
for some time now, but good to see him back in action and then back in Wentworth Park. Heat number four. Now, there's some huge names engaged in this one. Miss Miro, Blue Striker, Dinah Patty, Slingshot Hammer, and also Huxley. That's going to be an outstanding heat. Heat number five, we see arguably the best sprinter in the land at the moment. I speak of Orson Allen, and he's drawn probably ordinary in box number five, and he's got, he comes up against a, a really good field as well. Jabrana in box number two is a greyhound who obviously carries a lot of early speed. Heat number six, Crimson Vixen. Now, she's a type who has shown great jelly pace in the wind. She has notched up recently. She meets Pindari Express. Now, this boy is one who's no doubt one of the fastest greyhounds in the country, but I think he's going to battle to really produce some of his best work over 500 metres. We saw him debut under race conditions at Wentworth Park last week where he didn't seem to handle it perfectly. And I think in a field like this as well, he's going to have to improve a lot um, to be able to win it. He makes some really smart types as well. Campini is drawn on his outside. That's not a good thing because we know Campini loves to find the fence uh, given the opportunity. Heat number seven, we see Midnight Dare taking on a black opium. This is a big matchup because Midnight Dare is a, a youngster on the up in New South Wales who's done some really good things. There's big raps on her. But again, she's one who's fresh up into a big series like this and she meets one of the the sports, I guess, most proven and, and still on the up. She's still so young, Black Opium, and uh, no doubt she'll be uh, a start favourite in that one. In the final heat of the night, to see Fabwick and also Donna uh, Papa. So uh, going to be a great night of racing up there at Wentworth Park on Saturday night. And as, of course, the Golden Easter Egg, one of the biggest series in the land, along with the Australian Cup and Melbourne Cup too. So it's going to be awesome. And it's unique, isn't it? Because we've got the heats, then we have the semis and the finals, which is uh, rather unique just to what we see with these big group ones where it's usually heat winner into the final. Uh, this sort of drags on another week and you don't have to be the, at the peak of your powers for the first heat night. Yeah, for sure. And I guess people are split when it comes to um, discussing that, of course. With the Melbourne Cup, there's eight heats and it's just so cutthroat because only the winner gets through to the final. But as you mentioned, in these in these three-week series, you can have an off night if you are one of the big names in the series and still make it through the next week. You draw bad in the heat, get through to the semis, you might draw well and you're in the final. So there is that, uh, I guess, a little bit of a chance if there is no luck in the heat. And what do you sort of make of Wentworth Park as a track? It's a, a bit of a, how do we say, horses for courses or, or greyhounds for courses, as, as if you want to sort of put it back into into that code. It's not, not the easiest course to get around. No, it's not. And look, one thing I have noticed is that obviously in recent times, if you aren't leading a Wentworth Park, you're in a bit of bother, but they did do some work to the track and just even visually on the eye, they've increased the camber on the first turn, which to me, they just get around a bit easier. So maybe for the first time in many years, the stronger ones might have a bit more success. We'll see what happens. I think that you obviously want to be out in front to, to be uh, sitting in the hot splits and always the one to run down. But maybe, given that change of camera in the first term, we might see um, some of the stronger ones make some ground. Yeah, look, that's a very good point that you make because that was always the end of a lot of dogs, wasn't it? In particular, those drawn out wide, it made it very hard for them to, to get across. It did, and they just fanned off at the first turn. Yeah. It always used to, you always kind of uh, half creams a little bit when they went around, but since they've increased that camber, they just seem to handle it so much more. They get to carry uh, more momentum, and, and the, the momentum they do have doesn't shift them wide. So um, it's going to be good to see them go around a bit more cleaner than they ever have before in a golden history. Definitely. Um, it was the, the old versus the new at sale last Sunday night uh, with Jesselenko, who's been around for yonks, uh, defeating Black Opium, who we just talked about. Yeah, look, two star greyhounds, one of them at the tail end of his career and the other who's probably still on the up at the moment. But Jesselenko got the job done in the free-for-all at sale on Saturday night. And 
look, he is one of the oldest greyhounds going around in Australia, and he does come back to Sandown Park this Thursday night, which I believe for uh, his last of many city races. Of course, his trainer, Terry Marie Morris, announced on Facebook about an hour ago that this will be for sure. Of course, Jezelenko has retired before and come back, but this Thursday night will be his last race. So he's drawn box number one. He's every chance to race well, and... Wouldn't that be a fairy tale ending for a greyhound like Jezelenko? He's had 120 starts, 50 wins. To round it out with a win at Sandown would certainly be a romance. How old is he now? I think he turned six in October. Six. So he's five and a half, and he probably will start in the market in the a free fall on a Thursday night. So uh, still going as well as ever. As a Lenko, but uh, Terry's decided to, to call it quits after this Thursday night. Yeah, exactly. And also a new Lewis to be trialled at Sandown Park on Sundays and also uh, Wednesdays at the Meadows. Yeah, this one's always a heavily debated topic. And I guess if you weighed up all the opinions of participants, you'd, you'd never find a perfect answer to please everyone. But I know GRV has done a lot of work to try and find the best possible outcome. So we'll see a new Lua rolled out, as you mentioned, uh, this Sunday at Sandown then Wednesday week at the Meadows. It's a trial for three months, and if you're wondering what the difference is like, the current lure used in racing is 1.5 metres wide. The new one's about 1.2. The difference is between that trial at Sandown and the Meadows, here at Sandown, we'll have one lure on the end of the arm. At the Meadows, starting uh, Wednesday week, they'll have two. They're kind of comparable to what it used to look like at Wentworth Park with the, uh, the two lures on the arm. So it's going to be interesting, no doubt, Heavily debated and uh, keen to see what it produces. Who knows what it's going to produce? Will dogs come harder to the fence? Will they chase harder? I don't think anyone knows just yet, uh, but no doubt with time, we'll learn a bit more. We'll come back in a moment. Sandown's Jason Adams is still with us. Uh, Jason, we were just talking about um, the new lure uh, that we're going to see at, at Sandown on Sundays and also uh, on Wednesdays at the Meadows. And obviously this is just a, a trialling phase and uh, just to see how industry participants and greyhounds take to it. It is, and it, there's been a lot of work done by the Racing Reference Group, who is a, a group at GRV who discuss, I guess, the, the hardened facts of racing and how they can improve it. And this is something they've um, brought to the attention and demanded that GRV, I guess, create an alternative. So you can build a lure and look at it the eye, and, and as humans, we can say it looks better. But you never quite know until you actually put it into practice. And it's easy to do um, a couple of trials, and most 95% of greyhounds would chase no matter what. So it's hard to kind of... Um, I guess, know how it's going to go with a small sample size. Mm. But in time, doing it during these race meetings, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. And I think on the ice too, it's going to look a lot different. So we'll see how they take to it. And also there is a, a National Adoption Day uh, that has been announced. Uh, we saw the debut of this back in 2018. We did, and it is on Sunday, April 28. As you mentioned, uh, it did kickstart last year, this National Adoption Day. And what it is, all the states around Australia host an Adoption Day. And um, I guess adopt uh, and get out there any as many greyhounds as possible. We saw over 200 last year finding new homes and fortunate as well is uh, Todd McKenney to jump back on board. He's a strong advocate for the greyhound breed. Got a couple himself that was on board last year and good to see him certainly supporting uh, the concept yet again this year. So Sunday, April 28, National Adoption Day. I know the Victorian one will be held at the Meadows. So uh, if you're keen on any more information surrounding that, you can head to a GAPS website at gap.grv.org.au. And they make a, a fantastic pet. Thank you very much for that, Jase. Thanks, Naz.